Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah, you're listening to the Broken Clock of Podcasts. We're going to be right only twice on this week's show. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chat and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel TikTok, and you don't stop cheeseman. This is Chad Dr. Evil Sowash. And on this week's show, financial news galore, a buyer-sell extravaganza. Whoa! and why you're going to start publishing salaries and job postings, whether you like it or not. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text Kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) so that was a much closer game than i had ever imagined you were calling for blowout you were calling for a beatdown, dude i saw i saw i saw it happening it didn't it did not happen made for a much better game it was a good game. Now, granted, yeah. uh, the Bengals got a gimme on that uh, 
face mask on Jalen Ramsey. But uh, hey, that <laughs> happens in games like that. That happens in games like that. The better yeah. team won. And I knew they would, but uh, it was close. Now, everyone's talking about the halftime show, Chad. What about? That it was Everybody awesome? loves it except, I guess, me. Oh, so okay. I got some problems. I got some problems with the halftime show. And I know I risk losing my Gen X, my membership card. <laughs> but but I got three things I want to point out that made the halftime show featuring Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Fiddy, and others uh, left me a little cold. So number one, Chad, I thought the song choices were a little suspect. Outside of uh, Into Club uh-huh. and Eminem, uh, there was no Chronic, nothing from Doggy Style. That that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Now that was my least um, least like <laughs> negative thing to say about it. Number two, okay, okay, we had talked before the show about uh, a, a protest. Yes, the NFL historically has done awful with with race relations, particularly among Black Americans, and yep. I thought this was a perfect time to to protest. Uh, the NFL, Eminem was the only one who kind of sort of maybe protested as he knelt uh, by Dre as Dre was on the piano. So there was no coordinated effort. There was no like T-shirts or anything that would stand out. Uh, I, my guess is most people didn't even recognize that there was a protest, but there was a little bit of one. Number three, Chad, the biggest reason I have a problem with the halftime show is that these entertainers made their career on sticking it to the man. Okay. 187 on the motherfucking cop, right? And now they're just part of the machine, right? It was like watching if the Sex Pistols played at a Queen's dinner or maybe like (laughs) Rage Against the Machine playing uh, opening day of the Bush Library, right? It just felt wrong. It felt like this should not be happening. And that was what really, really bothered me. I didn't like seeing these people that in my youth, we're against the man, against the establishment, and now they're just part of the machine. And that just left me really cold, Chad. And get off my lawn while you're at it. Yeah, and I think it's funny because everybody got on Metallica after like the Black Album because they went mainstream. But that's when they started making cash. These guys already made their cash, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring more uh, more people to 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 rap to hip hop, right? So you never saw Dre smiling before, right? Dre was a smiling motherfucker during that entire thing, and I love it. Um, they're different people, man. They're different people. So to mm-hmm. expect. What you expected uh, out of, you know, 50 somethings versus 20 somethings. I think I think your expectations were off. So I I, I know it's not the popular sentiment. I know everyone in my age is like that shit was off the chain. It was the best (laughs) halftime show ever. I just I I couldn't help but but just be pissed off watching it. Now, I did enjoy the 50 cent jokes after the performance. Uh huh. You notice 50 was a little bit bigger than he had been 20 oh, yeah. years ago, as, uh-huh. as most of us are. But I don't know if you saw like the memes around. Uh, I guess he stayed at the candy store too long. <laughs> and now it's like and the one was now he's a full dollar now because he went for 50 cent to dollar. So that was, those are pretty good jokes. I did. I did like those. Hey, no, that was good. I'll tell you what was off the chain was uh, finally being back in front of a live audience doing a show we were at sun king brewery last night in downtown indianapolis it was a blast man pillar hr we had um mark the ceo of pillar mm-hmm. and uh we sat down had beers had a crowd it was like a vip event uh and it was a blast man I, i'm i'm really looking forward to more of that 
as much as I hate people, I really love people at the same time. <laughs> I so feel it was, yes. It was nice. And when you have beers, it makes people that much more nice to be around. Yes. So thanks to Pillar for uh, hosting that event. And thanks to Sun King. If you don't know Sun King, hopefully you will at some point. It's oh, an Indiana-based uh, brewery. Yes. I'm sure most of the country has no clue what Sun King beer is, but hopefully they will soon. But they do know Chad. They know LinkedIn. So I got a shout out to LinkedIn. <laughs> So a couple of things. Wall Street Journal editorial this week proclaimed, quote, let's face it, LinkedIn might be the best social network right now, end quote. The editorial cited, number one, trust. LinkedIn is the most trusted social media by a long shot. Uh, yes. They're at 40% trust. Number two at 14 yeah, I said 40 and then all the way to 14 is Instagram. So trust is a big one. And there's apparently a surge in Gen Z usership. So big shout out to a LinkedIn. Take that TikTok. And number two, they're adding a political kill switch, Chad. I don't know if yep. you saw this, but available now in the US. If you don't want any more Trump talk, any more Biden talk, any more politics whatsoever, you can flip the kill switch and have all political talk off of your social media feed on LinkedIn. And to me, that's a shout out. Yeah, it's perfect because it's happening before all the political. I mean, it's getting ready to heat up this November. We're going to have elections yep. and it's going to start getting heat. It's going to start heating up soon. So I've already hit the kill switch. I, I saw it. I went, hit it. It's done. So hopefully we will see many people hitting it. Hopefully we'll see that across other social platforms because if LinkedIn can do it, shit, Facebook can fucking do it. Anybody can do it. And they give you the choice, Chad. Yeah. If you want politics, have at it. If you there don't, yep. flip the switch. It's, it's, flip, it's beautiful. Flip the fucking switch. So a uh, big shout out to Ira Wolf and Jason Cochran uh, over at Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization podcast. was on a couple of weeks ago. They posted it this week. The podcast name is Plan, Integrate, and Automate. It was a, it, it was a fun time. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Super Bowl for my next shout out. Chad, oh, shit. There were a lot of ads. Most of them sucked. You probably won't be surprised. No, that the top ad had no stars whatsoever, had no budget whatsoever. <laughs> All that it featured was the QR code. A bouncing QR code. No stars. No money, Chad. I've got bowls of steel. That's right. They looked at uh, tradition in the face. This is a big win for QR codes, right? And, it, and we know it is because some of the data from the commercial, right? Coinbase shot up from 186th place to number two on downloads in the App Store overnight. <laughs> oh, and they got a whopping 20 million hits just during the commercial in the time yeah. that it ran. It crashed the site. Mm -hmm. QR codes are back, baby. And uh, I couldn't give a bigger shout out than the one that I'm giving to Coinbase. Very nice. My favorite commercial, though, was the GM Dr. Evil, where they're focusing on Dr. Evil is now the number two ranked threatening the world. He's not uh -huh. number one anymore. Number one is uh, climate change, global warming. And now he's set to help with GM now that he's taken over GM mm -hmm. to save the world so that he can be number one again. So did this displace Alexa for you on the favorite Super Bowl ads? The full Alexa ad is mm -hmm. awesome, but they didn't play the full Alexa ad. They had a, a different version. It was a shortened version. And I didn't like the cuts that they had on that one. So mm -hmm. I, I like Dr. Evil better. Yeah. 
Got it. Well, Chad, here in Indiana, it's raining. I don't know if it's raining where you are, but it's a uh-huh. pretty gloomy day. So I've been dreaming a lot about Arizona, which is where we were a week ago. <laughs> yes. And thinking a lot about some of the experiences we had. And that made me think about the Uber story, the gig story that we mm-hmm. that we came upon that we didn't share. We shared the whole mobile advertising thing play that Uber's looking at, which we think is great. But yeah. we think there are some real life stories that are worth giving a shout out to. So number one, we have an Uber driver that you and I were both in the car for. Yep. Obviously, we strike up conversations around how long you've been doing this, how do you like it, et cetera. Yeah. This woman's story almost brought us to tears. And that's hard yeah. to do, Chad, because uh, yeah. we're tough guys. But anyway, she'd been <laughs> running a call center for a long time. Of, in her 15 career. years. She was rocking 70-hour work weeks. She had high blood pressure. She was on meds. During the pandemic, she said, or was she laid off? I'm forgetting. She was laid off. She started driving for Uber. Then when they asked her back, guess what she said? She said, sit and spin, basically, is what she said. <laughs> She's off her meds. She can spend more time with her kids who are at home, by the way. Uh, yeah. She can make her own schedule. All, of, all the things you hear about being an Uber driver. This was real life stuff. And I think this is you and I both think that this is happening on a broad scale yes. uh, in many places. And the second story in terms of the gig economy that we have is we ordered alcohol. I know this is going to surprise everybody. We ordered alcohol on Drizzly when we were in Arizona because the Airbnb didn't come with, you know, just fully stocked bar. (laughs) So we called Drizzly. Drizzly shows up and uh, I go out to help or go out to meet the driver. And it turns out the driver is the owner of the liquor store because they didn't have enough people there to drive the liquor to us. She, the owner, drove the alcohol to us. So talk yes. about a tightening of talent. Mm-hmm. The owner is delivering the alcohol. That's the state of the world that we're living in. And we thought it was worth sharing with the listeners. Yeah. And and to add on to that Uber Drizzly story, I have an OnlyFans story. So Ooh. very close friend of mine actually does taxes. And he had a young lady come in. Mm-hmm. And she had a $70,000 gross to come from this, this company. And he was, mm-hmm. and he just started asking, you know, what, what's this company do? And it was only fans. Uh, she netted 50 K uh-huh. on only fans last year as a side hustle. So as we look at the way the world is changing, uh, these are three stories that again, we talk about every week how the world of work is changing this is how it's changing do we know what she does and what her only fans url is <laughs> no and no but i can uh, tell you it's going to be it's going to be more on the adult side all right well i got one more uh, shout out here and i'm going to give you a clue okay <laughs> really <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now <laughs> i know i can I can feel it all the way down in my plum. All right. Well, I think all of us got a little box from Plum this yes. week. Uh, our 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 friend is is there, Jason Putnam, also the winner of the fantasy football league on Chad and Cheese. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, a box showed up with, I guess, the traditional giveaways, right? Pens, notebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there a mouse pad in there? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it was the typical stuff. But we're the shout out, Jason. Thanks for thinking of us, and uh, it gave us an, an opportunity to play one of our favorite sound bites. Amen. Amen. Big shout out to Colin Parker over at Crelate, who was looking good in the new Chad and Cheese t-shirt. Oh, yes, he was. 
With the kid. No shame. He's not looking as tired as you would think he would look because he was holding his six-month-old baby. We might need to look at uh, getting a Chad and Cheese onesie out there because, man, there are babies (laughs) everywhere. I'm going to call it the Corona baby boom. Chad and Cheese degenerates come in all sizes and shapes and ages, for sure. We, we should consider a onesie. By the way, Chad, yes, he got that T-shirt for free because he signed up at chadcheese.com backslash free. And if you want to get something free, you need to go there. You're going to get T-shirts from Emissary. You're going to get beer from our friends at Pillar. And you're going to get whiskey from our, our homies at Text Colonel. So if you haven't done that yes. yet, please make the move. Chadcheese.com backslash free. Which all of these birthdays that I'm going to talk about have all done, Chad. Oh, celebrating a birthday this coming week. Ryan Philman, who was a former winner of oh, Free yeah. Shit on Chad and Cheese. There he is. Yeah. Jessica Multoff, Maria Ania, Ross Granger, Kevin Burgess, my boy, uh, <laughs> Charlotte Olvros of Tengai. She's oh, yeah. hopefully celebrating a nice Swedish birthday. Happy birthday to all of them who will be celebrating another year around the sun. This coming week. Last but not least, kids, events. We have the E-Recruitment Congress happening in Austin, Belgium in early May. Mm -hmm. Got Rika Kopens, D. Coakley, Bas van de Hadrid, Hans the Man, Mengelschatz, Adam Gordon, and obviously Levin will be there. But go to e-recruitment-congress.com. Go get your tickets. If you're in Europe, you got to be there. If you're not in Europe, take some time. Go to Europe. Enjoy. I can tell you're morphing into a European because you're saying those names a lot better than I would as an as an American. I'm, I'm practicing. Then we have Unleash America, which actually same venue, yes. MGM, MGM Vegas. In, in Vegas, baby. Uh, although the date has changed to late May, which I think is is very damn smart because by mm-hmm. late May, crossing my fingers, we should be in a much better place for live events, at least here in the U.S. Go to Unleash.ai, click on events, get your tickets. And last but not least, never least, we love this place, Wreckfest, July 7th at Nebworth Park. We will be emceeing the Disrupt stage, and I'm lining up some guests to come in and, and help us out. So we're really excited. Search Wreckfest 2022 on Google. Get those ticks today. Not just guests, Chad. Special guests. Special guests. Topics. Holy shit. We got some Wall Street news from Ooh. like everybody. Okay, I'm going to run through these as quickly as I can, and then we'll comment on what stood out. Uh, so number one, Let's start with Down Under, our friends at Seek uh, reported earnings this week. So Strength at Home helped Australia-based Seek record a solid first half result in the 2022 financial year with revenue, earnings, and profits all recording double-digit growth. The company also paid its highest ever dividend to shareholders. Revenue increased 59% and the stock was up 8% on the news. Mm -hmm. Now going to Recruit Holdings, who, as you know, Chad, own Indeed and Glassdoor, They continue to enjoy increases in the postings of job ads across the U.S., Canada, and Europe during the third quarter of 2021, driving gains in recruit holdings, of which they account for around 30%. Recruit holdings has a lot of other businesses. Revenue surged 81.3% year-on-year to $2 billion in U.S. dollars for Q3. However, the growth moderated quarter-on I said, however, Chad. However, the growth moderated (laughs) quarter-on-quarter due to the holiday season 
and COVID-19, which pushed the stock down nearly 10% after reporting. Hmm. Let's go to Upwork, which posted a 29% year-over-year increase in total revenue in Q4, taking the total figure to $137 million. They also surpassed $15 billion in lifetime talent earnings during Damn. the quarter. That's the freelancers. However, profit came in below consensus, which sent the stock down 7%. Ronstadt, our friends over in Europe and elsewhere, reported fourth quarter earnings that beat analyst forecast and revenue that topped expectations. They cited significant growth in PERM and RPO services. Monster.com, remember them, Chad? Uh, revenue was up 12%. Shares were up nearly 5% on the news. Now we'll end this with Dice. Chad, who needs innovation? Dice's board of directors authorized a new stock repurchase program of up to $15 million in common stock. This will commence following the completion of DHI's previous 20 million stock repurchase program. Shares popped 8% on the news. So let's review here. We've got Seek. We've got Recruit Holdings. We've got Upwork. We've got Ronstadt. We've got Dice. That's a lot of financial news, Chad. What stood out to you? Well, first off, Upwork. People, I mean, everybody, shareholders were not happy with Upwork. And, and this seems to be kind of like the mindset that we have. Upwork was increasing the money spent on research and uh, development, marketing, especially on administrative costs. They're trying to focus on long-term as opposed to it sounds like their shareholders are looking at short-term. It's, it's really hard to see a brand try to evolve and even try to see around corners. You need to spend money to make money. And when they're making money, this is the time to do it, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think what Upwork is doing is incredibly smart. Uh, when it comes to all the different recruiting companies, there's an article on recruiter.com where they expect a $50 billion increase on spending on hiring 2022, mm-hmm. which I would like to call the idiot tax. I actually recorded a, a podcast earlier this week with Serge and Shelly from the, the Recruitment Flex about this. Companies like Ronstad, Seek, and Indeed will continue to see huge lifts in revenue all due to employers not focusing on retention initiatives like internal mobility, employee engagement, fair wages, wage equity altogether, mm-hmm. child care. And then we flip over to the acquisition side of the house, still have shitty candidate experience, horrible candidate care, no nurturings happening. And actually, if they would leverage the candidate database that they spent millions of dollars building They wouldn't have the problems that they have today. So all these surges are happening because employers are fucking idiots. This is an idiot tax. (laughs) You've you've stated many times that if you can't make money as a job site in this environment, you should just pack your shit up and go home. (laughs) I don't think anyone is going out of business uh, based on these reports. I I think that there are clouds on the horizon as an investor. Uh, We've got Russia. We've got inflation. We've got energy, uh, you know, concerns that I think are pushing all growth stocks down, which I think is why there's no room for error. So when you see, you know, a little bit of traffic decrease or a little bit of a forecast um, altercation or change, you know, uh, investors are going to freak out, which I think is why you saw the dip uh, in Upwork and uh, Recruit Holdings. I think Seek probably has a little bit of geographical uh, protection in terms of where they are, um, and mm-hmm. they're less likely to get hit for as a as a regional comp or geographically uh, specific country 
our company. And you have Ronstadt, which is a big ass Titanic with a lot of diversity uh, in their business. And you're going to see growth in some places, in this case, RPO and, and Permwork. And the monster business, not so much. And some of the other digital aspects, not so much. Uh, Dice, man, for for all the shit we give uh, our friend Art over there, uh, he is a financial engineering genius because that stock uh, since 2001 has three uh, xed from where it was uh, over a year ago. It's gone from like two something to over six now. And that's not growth. That's not innovation. That's not, you know, no, anything, God, any secret no. sauce. No. That's just buybacks and making cuts and being financially, you know, sort of responsible and, and smoking mirrors the, to some the street what they want to see. Yeah. How, how much longer that lasts? I don't know. But uh, Dice, Dice stockholders are have been pretty happy for the last year. Uh, we'll see if. We'll see if that uh, if that keeps going on. If you'd rather, you know, if you played, who'd you rather between ZipRecruiter and Dice? Dice wins in a landslide on that, even though we give ZipRecruiter a lot more pub. I see Dice as the Peloton of our industry. I mean, they're going to make money in this kind of environment. They should make money in this kind of environment. But when it's not this type of environment anymore, again, I think it's all smoke and mirrors, but good for them. I was also shocked to see Monster only at 12% increase. Yeah. Well, that, that tells a tale. That's an anemic increase for a site as big as that. Exactly. All right, cool. Let's take a quick break. That's a lot of financial news. I need to I need to catch my breath there. <laughs> but there's no rest for the wicked because we've got the the buyer sell of all buyer sells coming Massive. when we when we get back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of. That human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. And we're back, Chad. We have never had a buy or sell this big. Now, we don't have unicorns this week, and that's okay, because we have a bunch of new tech. I said we don't. We don't have. Oh, we sorry. Don't, we, sorry. We don't just, have. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. I just yes, love so. the sound we have, we have uh, amazing new tech that's coming out and getting funding. So let's have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun here. All right, let's start with trucking. Okay, let's talk about Hall. That's uh-huh. H-A-U-L. Who's ready to gigify the trucking industry? Hall announced a $10 million investment, bringing total funding to $13 million. Uh, Will Red, co-founder of ZipRecruiter, is an investor, and the company is the brainchild of two former Uber Freight employees. Under its system, Hall becomes the driver's employer of record and basically leases the driver to a trucking company. No more full-time employees, no more having to own your own truck. Chad, are you buy or sell on Hall? 
<laughs> so first off, the name Hall, love mm-hmm. the Hall. Hate the URL, hallwith.us. Uh, I think they could have some fun with like a, a great marketing campaign around Hall and Oats. Oh, <laughs> Get it? Get it? Anyway, no. so <laughs> it's important to start off with the fact that, as you had said, both co-founders come from Uber Freight Division, right? So they understand the problem, tech solution. And I, and I believe the timing's right, which is huge. This is uh, from the Hall blog. Driver churn is a real problem in trucking with drivers changing fleets 10 to 15 times in a career, costing fleets upward of 10 to $15,000 to recruit, qualify, and onboard each new CDL driver. Since its initial 3 million seed funding last year, Hall's revenue has grown 30%. This is Uber for truck driving currently just in Cali. Uh, I do love the website doesn't push you to job search. Rather, it asks you for your phone number and just drives you into the process. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to need more than $13 million to grow rapidly. Uh, but uh, I think this is what staffing companies look like in the future. Are yep. they too early? I don't think so. I, I, think, mm-hmm. I think timing's right. This is a buy. Echo your sentiments, and it was a great podcast. I'm I'm spacing on uh, what show it was, but they interviewed a a woman who, you know, saw a commercial on TV. Get your license, get employed today, make a bunch of money, see the country, etc. And she she joined this class, got all the uh, appropriate licenses, and then and then the company really sort of forces you in to being your own boss and owning your own truck. And the woman in the the, the interview did that uh, and ended up you know, owing too much on the car, getting yeah. billed from the company, which she didn't expect. I mean, it was a, it was a money pit um, and not a, not a money-making opportunity. So I'll be really interested to see. Ultimately, I think a lot of truckers want something that the, the Uber driver in Arizona and the, the giggers in uh, that we've, that we've uh, come across want, you know, they want yeah. flexibility. You know, what is my route? I want to be able to control this. But they don't want to have the the problems and headaches of being an entrepreneur slash owning your own truck and and you know having contracts and paying bills and all that stuff. So Hall is here to be that middle area where you know if you don't want to do the full time employee thing, you want to have more flexibility, but you don't want to own your own truck and have all that that pain. We are an answer for you uh, to 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 still truck and and have more control over your life. So I think I think this is a huge uh, huge buying opportunity for me um i'm kind of surprised this doesn't exist yeah everything i read there was there was no competition really uh for these guys so i think it's green pastures all right let's go to uh i'm gonna pronounce it kavala kavala that's how i say it yes k-e-v-a-l-a uh Uh seattle Seattle based kavala which helps healthcare facilities find and manage workers has raised $12.1 million for a total of $21 million. Kavala's software enables healthcare facilities to schedule workers as well as tap into a pool of more than 1,000 registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, and certified nursing assistants located in Washington, Oregon, Utah, Montana, and Texas, obviously looking to grow into every state in the near mm-hmm. future. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Kavala? This is hall for healthcare facilities with a, a focus on senior living and, and skilled nursing. So what we just talked about with hall, this is another niche, which is badly underserved and needed. 
So instead of having to be FTE, you know, you could be hybrid, you could work part-time, you could work for many different, uh, many different organizations in your area, right? So I'll say it again, this is what staffing companies look like in the future. It's a buy. So my sister manages a, uh, a facility like this, multiple facilities. Yeah. And, and by far her biggest headache is staffing. And I know that uh, she has money to spend. Mm -hmm. I know that she has a growing customer base, a la baby boomers who are not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. And that that talent piece is the thing that is really missing. So Kavala is, in terms of timing, uh, in terms of demand, is hitting this thing at the right time. People are going to spend a lot of money to help ease their their staffing woes in this business. So uh, Kavala, for me, also is a big... A big buy. I don't think they can grow fast enough in other states. Yeah, this is a, this is a big shout out to Ken over at Practice Link. You might yeah. want to gobble this thing up, man. <laughs> Good call. Good call. I love it when you spend other people's money. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, hell no. So much easier. Let's get to Job Pixel. Mm. A video hiring platform, Job Pixel, has raised an undisclosed amount in a seed funding round from Nama Ventures. Chad, this is a run-of-the-mill video interviewing, video resume solution. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have to say more than that. Are you a buy or sell on JobPixel? Founded in 2020, starting during the pandemic. One of the, the co-founders, Omar, uh, has a sales strategy background, which for me is huge. Why? Because most founders are techies, and they're usually very bad at marketing, sales, Uh, And anything that drives growth, I mean, funding, partnerships, you name it, right? Anthony, the other co-founder, has a background which includes a stint at LinkedIn for five years as director of engineering for careers. So I I like the founder background. Uh, I also like when you layer in the fact that All True was acquired by iSIMS for $60 million, JobPixel is slick. And it can sell itself to all core talent platforms as a much needed piece of the recruitment tech stack. All they have to do is point at what ISIMS did and start to uh, prospectively target acquirers. So for me, I like their chances. It's a, it's a buy for me. So I was a little torn on this uh, with with remote rec- with you know rec- video recruiting, remote recruiting. You know, video is is taking a, a higher level of, of importance than it has in the past. However, I've hated video resumes forever, um, and I'm not going to stop now. Um, a resume scan is around six seconds or less mm-hmm. with a piece of paper or words on the screen. No one is sitting through video resumes. I don't care how much you think they will. They have a quote on their site from a recruiter at Ashley Furniture who said, quote, JobPixel made our hiring faster and way more fun. Seeing a video of applicants beats reading a resume every time. I'm sorry, what? This is a sell for me, Chad. Let's go north of the border Uh to Moncton, Canada, where alongside Moncton has raised 8 million in Canadian dollars. That's about 6.3 million U.S., bringing the total raised to around 8 million U.S. dollars. Listeners Mm -hmm. may remember they acquired Canada job site Career Beacon back in December. If you like your HubSpot for recruiting solution, to have a little Canadian humility sprinkled in alongside <laughs> might be just for you. Chad, are you buy or sell on alongside? 
Think about it, man. Alongside customers could already post two career begins since 2014. Mm-hmm. Alongside could see the activity since everything was flowing through their system and they were enjoying a, a little bit of the profit, right? Now you have a try and true brand like Career Beacon making money and fueling its own growth. And now it's ramping up development and also sales. So alongside the entire organization, it, they're really focused on propelling growth now that they have this, pretty much this tech stack that they're building. Mm-hmm. Also uh, notable is a hire to the team, Serge Boudreaux, who we know over at Recruitment Flex, is now their head of sales. Serge. He has experience running sales for Workopolis and a little company called Indeed. Both were for the entire Western region uh, of Canada. And uh, I think this to me is an easy buy because they're starting to do some things in Canada that, I mean, nobody else is really doing. I mean, even Indeed's having a problem cracking that part of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, echo your sentiments. Um, I think that... There aren't enough sort of these marketing platforms. I called it HubSpot for recruiting. There just aren't that many. I mean, Candidate ID, these guys, and there's some others. But there's, there's to me, there's a huge opportunity, particularly on the automation side. And if these guys can get that right, um, I think that'll be really important to their growth. Whereas most Americans look down on European companies and other companies from the world coming into America, there's just a friendliness about Canada. And I think that their opportunity... To come south and provide their 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 happy Canadian services uh, to Americans gives them a better shot than most uh, European uh, companies. My big big thing with them is raise your prices for God's sakes! Like this thing <laughs> is so fucking cheap, man. Like They'll get there. It almost it almost makes your product look cheap because it is so cheap. So just raise your prices and people will assume that the quality is in line with what it really is. So just fix the prices. And for me, this is also a buy. So we end buy or sell with mystery. That's right. Founded in 2018, mystery started as an event automation tool for consumers which matched couples to experiences based on their shared interest. Users would have a date night where they wouldn't know where they were going until they got there. Well, COVID kind of fucked up that whole business model. So Mystery began selling to companies one-off experiences such as virtual get-togethers and corporate gift boxes and added engagement tools to measure... What was most popular? Now the company is valued at $100 million, according to a source, after raising $18.5 million in a Series A recently, led by Greylock. Chad, it's no mystery that you probably love this company, but is it a buy or sell? (laughs) So mystery helps, they say, onboarding, connectivity, uh, connecting with leadership, collaboration across teams, but it all sounds incredibly redundant to the systems that already specialize in those areas. Mm. So I understand the need for connectivity, although I don't believe the market, especially our market, the recruitment uh, talent management side of the house, believes they need a separate platform in their stack to accomplish this. To me, it's a mystery how they received $18.5 million. I'm selling. Uh. 
That's rough. Well, I think culture is a huge issue with the work from home phenomenon that is COVID. So in our interview uh, with Mark, CEO of Pillar, and I don't want to uh, you know, give away anything and you should listen to that when we drop it, whenever that is, but we asked him about culture and building culture in a work from home world. And I think a lot of companies are struggling with how do we, you know, get our people together, rub them around and make them sticky and build that culture. And I think <laughs> as a result, companies are going to try to answer that question with technology, because I think for the most part, we agree that a lot of companies, majority companies aren't going to go back to the way things were. So they're going to be looking for tools and cutesy ways and unique ways and novel ways to get their employees engaged, to get them excited, to get their employees to say, wow, this is a really cool thing that my company did. And I think mystery is going to be at the forefront of being one of those companies that gets the RFP to provide solutions to build culture in remote teams. So for that, I'm a buy on mystery. No secret about it. That's just horrible. That's just horrible. (laughs) Historically, 85% of these companies are all going to fail anyway. So I don't know why we don't just sell all of them. But anyway, let's take a quick break and we'll talk a little bit about Pay transparency? Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Chad, let's talk about one of your favorite topics, transparency, Mm -hmm. including pay transparency. So this is from CNN this week. Oh, okay. Story was, here's what happens when salary is actually included in job listings. Any guesses for their for their uh, for their <laughs> for their findings? Okay, first a little context. Only about twelve percent of postings from U.S. online job sites even include salary ranges. This is according yep. to Julie Pollock, chief economist at ZipRecruiter, and that's an increase from eight percent in two thousand and nineteen. Wow, four percent in two years. Laws are starting to change that, though. Chad, listeners will know about New York City. Colorado and more states and municipalities are following suit. And it doesn't look like the end of the world making salaries apparent in job postings. For employers, posting salaries can attract job seekers, many of whom have salary as their number one motivator. Plus, it can screen out people who will not in any way, shape, or form be in the universe of what you're paying for a job, which saves time. Oh, yeah. And it creates trust from the start. And what company couldn't use a little more trust? For job seekers, knowing salary doesn't just narrow down your search, saving time, but posting salaries means equal pay for equal work. One of your favorite lanes, Chad. It's also yeah. good for existing employees who might learn there that they are underpaid and easily negotiate pay raises based on such data that is easily accessible. They might also leave the company altogether if they don't know what kind of salary they should be looking at. 
You love this stuff, Chad. Please comment. So this goes deeper than just talking about, you know, being able to to get the salary on a goddamn job. A 2019 McKinsey study explored how these and other inequities have reduced the nation's wealth. The nation's GDP could be up to 6% higher by 2028 if the racial wealth gap is actually closed. This next quote is actually from McKinsey, quote, lawmakers must pass targeted policies that boost household income for black Americans in order to address the issue. The country has over a trillion dollars to gain from this effort, end quote. Overall, we look at this as a way or we've been told that this is a way that we negotiate when at the end of the day, what happens is this is the way that we suppress individuals' wages. White women make at least 20% less than white men do. And then you start adding different races to that female, to that gender. They make even less, sometimes 40% less than white men for doing the same job. How do we expect them to actually get anywhere close to being equal when we have issues or these these obstacles in play. From the Federal Reserve, it shows that from 1995 to to 2016, white households' net worth grew 43%. Black families' household net worth stayed flat. This This is one of the big triggers that's going to actually help equity happen. And when we hear all of these excuses on why we can't do it, you have to understand it's bullshit. I've talked to, I don't know how many talent acquisition and HR professionals that say we could do transparency on pay tomorrow. All the data is in our system. We could publish it and we, we wouldn't do it. It would be anonymized, obviously, but yet we could still do it. If it's not being done, it's because we know that we can actually make more money off of the backs of individuals who are not white men. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Chad, one of your favorite sayings, and I'll probably butcher it, is something along the lines of, there's no disinfectant like a little sunlight. Amen. And that's what transparency does. And making that statement makes me miss Arizona even more. (laughs) Chad, we we out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out!
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.